So, no. Just no. <laughs> Episode 27 of the Anchor Me Farm podcast. I'm Brian. I'm Kara. And we're doing another real estate episode this week. Yeah, because why not? Yeah. We're going to talk about flipped houses. Which are a common thing these days. They are. But we're gonna, first we're going to talk a little bit about the farm and chit-chat like we normally do. Uh, status update on all the animals. We have everybody here. All of the dogs are mercifully in nap time. So if you hear a dog breathing or snoring, that's what that is. We also have our new duck. Logan. Logan. This is the one I believe we mentioned. Did we mention her last week? No, she was not born yet. Oh, it's brand new. Okay, so Kara <laughs> thought that... This happened, I believe, Wednesday. Wednesday was a long day for us. Yeah. I was in the middle of a meeting for work, and Kara texts me that there's a, a dead duckling in the secondary coop where one of our broody ducks was. Right. And yeah, Nas. We mentioned Nas and Delvin, our sister wives, made a nest together, and they hatched one who's... Renton, Renton, Ren. I call Renton. it Ren. Yeah. And so running they, around, doing great. Yeah, they were raising her together, but Nas was still laying on the nest during the day. There were a couple eggs under her, so I guess she was waiting. But then I went out to clean, and I saw a baby just laying in the middle of the floor, away from the nest. I'm like, oh no. So she texts me, and I said, yeah, I'll get to it right as soon as I get out of this meeting. So then I go out there, and it's laying there, but then it moves. Wait, what? So I checked, and it's basically right out of the egg like that morning. And busting out of an egg is really hard. It's so hard. It, it's they're, they're tired. So after they bust out of the egg, they just kind of sack out for a while. And what had happened was... Nas just kicked her out of the nest. I mean, I, I actually picked the duckling up because I was about to dispose of her. And then she moved. I'm like, okay, so you're okay. I don't need to get rid of you. So I tried to put her back in the nest with Nas, and Nas snapped at her. So a complete rejection, maybe because she doesn't look anything like Nas. I mean, no duckling looks like the parent is a sad thing, but I have no idea why she rejected her. These are all mixed ducks, and... The eggs that Nas and Del were sitting on were all eggs they got from somewhere else that they rolled into the nest. Yeah, they stole them. Anyway, <laughs> now we have to bring her in. So luckily, Kara had bought this, you know, the PVC material pool that she's talked about in the past that we use outside for the duckies. She bought a smaller version of that that's like a square shape just for brooding. Well, uh, no, not for brooding. I brought it. I bought it. For emergencies in case because we have a couple that was for the emergency yeah and we would just put something around it i guess because a full-grown duck will step right out of that not if they're sick well then they get better they, they jump they bust out well, we... then they're ready to go back outside <laughs> <laughs> we'll just check the laundry room and if they're running around they're, then they're good to go out <laughs> but anyway this thing is is Look them up. They're they're wonderful. They're made. Chewy of... has them. They're great. They're simple. They're easy to clean. I mean, and you don't need like in the normal tubs that you normally use for baby ducks. 
they're slippery if you use like puppy pads or something so we use those shelf liners but these the you can put the puppies that puppy pads down and you don't need the shelf liners because it's not slippery because it's not yeah the, the, the puppy pad is not going to slide across the floor that's the problem with the regular plastic tubs that when they move the puppy pad doesn't have enough friction against the plastic tub which so, and count and then your duck or chickie will get right splay leg because they they can't get good footing and their feet spread apart too much but this stuff has enough friction between the puppy pad that when you put your foot down on the puppy pad it doesn't move so there that means you don't have to clean shelf liners yeah which is so much easier and then when you're done with this thing you just fold it up well hose it off and fold it up well yeah but but they're easier (laughs) to clean than normal and and you could just once they're cleaned up you just pack them up and put them away so she happened to have all this, so we, we were able to, and we have gear for raising ducklings inside, so we were able to set her up. So now she's here, and I got a tall plastic tub that's trans, you know, clear one, and Kara put a pad in there and some food and water, so she's actually in a transparent tub on the shelf here next to us. Hanging out with us, because she's a lone duck. She's, she's going to be like a Bray Bray who was raised by himself because there was no other ducklings around. So she's got a stuffy that was bigger than her, but now they're about the same size. So, And she gets very upset when you leave the room because yeah. she doesn't want to be alone. <laughs> she needs a lot of attention. So she spends a lot of time up in the office when he's working or in the dining room while I'm doing paperwork and TV time. So, and we're going to have to get a bigger, clear tub. We're going to need a bigger tub. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we should also mention that we did have a sick goat this week, Cashel. And temperature. I don't know. When did, when did it begin? It was Sunday, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. He, he wound up... Goats run hot anyway. Uh, yeah. 101 is a good temperature for a goat. And he was at 105 degrees, 105.7, which he, is hot for a goat. And is hot. He he was not feeling well. You could tell because his energy level was non-existent. He's normally the dude who would come up to you, get some pets, or be the first one for the food or treats or whatever, and just run around, and he just was not moving. He was Mr. Slow-Mo. And this is where it gets important to know your animals. Like Kara is always talking about this, how you should spend time with them so that you can tell, do they normally stand like that? Then you're fine. Uh, but if they're changing their behavior, then you got to pay attention and because something might be wrong. So he was just kind of leaning against the door frame of his house, not really doing much. Definitely not feeling well. Sitting in the sun because at his hot temperature, I, I don't know if he's losing body heat. Does he feel cold? Maybe that's why he sat in the sun. But then he was panting at the same time. Because he wasn't actually cold. Yeah, because it was hot those days. <laughs> but I wonder if you feel cold because your body is shedding all that heat. I don't know. Um, point is, it got worse. We, we called the vet the next day and they... Prescribed some medicine that I had to go pick up. That morning, 
the temperature had gone up from 105.7 initially the night before to 106.3. So now we're getting into dangerous levels. Yeah. Um, and that afternoon, I got the medicine into him. It's called Prevail. That's the common name for it. And it's a fever reducer and a pain reliever. You can give that stuff to a goat once a day for no more than three days. And it's dosed according to their body weight. So you need, that's another reason to know the weight of your goats. Yeah, I still got order a livestock scale. Yeah. But he wound up, his fever came down, back down to coincidentally 105.7. And then we checked him again later, and he was down to like 104. Yeah. And then we gave him like his, he, he wound up with two doses over, he got a second day a dose of Prevail. And then the day after the second dose, he was back down to 101 and behaving. And he's, his behavior started to go back slowly. Like he would move around a little more. Yeah, you know? he wouldn't lay down all the time. He would eat. He was eating a little bit while all this was going on. It wasn't like too concerning about his appetite, but just his energy level and stuff was concerning. And then you're... You have to wonder if, like, if he had more energy, he would spend more time eating. So he's probably not getting as much food as he yeah, normally would. Yeah, he's a big goat. He's our second biggest goat. Or our first big goat. Well, we'd have to weigh them. Isn't he the biggest? Kenzale and Cashel. Because Cashel is a little more longer, but Kenzale is a little more wider. So it's hard to tell who's... Cashel's a little more lanky. Yeah. But anyway, he... He didn't like snap back into shape immediately. He he started behaving more like himself by de- you know by degrees, and he wound up okay. Yeah. And some they can catch a virus. They can catch something can go wrong. We were concerned, but none of the other goats had any trouble, so it yeah. wasn't anything that would spread around the farm. It was weird. It's like we'll never know what caused it. If it was just some random bug, we don't know. We'll Which, of know. course, is crazy because if you can <sighs> define it, then you can... Fix it. You can prevent it from next time, right? But you just got to watch your goats. Not knowing is half the battle. You just got to get used to their behavior patterns. Yeah. All right. So that's enough chit-chat. Anyway. We should get to the subject at hand, which is flipping houses. Don't do it. Yes, don't do it and try to avoid it if you can. <laughs> don't buy a flipped house. We actually did buy a flipped house. But um, that was a different case. That was a different case. Let's 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 start from the beginning though. Flipped houses. What the, are they? The first time I heard about a flipped house was way back in the day before the 2008 financial crisis. Uh, you can look it up. There was a housing bubble at the time and people just and I had never owned a home at the time. But people were talking about it as if housing prices were just going to go up forever and ever and ever and ever. Yeah. And you can... Little do they know. <laughs> you can start... You basically buy a house, a secondary house, and or there's some laws in some states where you have to live in the house. So they would live in the house for two years while they fix it up. And it's just regular people fixing up a, a messed up house. Yeah. So the electrical stuff is not necessarily done by an electrician and it's not necessarily built to code and they kind of sort of 
And I know people will say, well, aren't there inspections? Like, uh, yeah, but... It depends but on the state, depends on the county, depends on the town. How strict is the area that you're in? And basically, people were making a career out of just buying a house that's in trouble, fixing it up, and selling it to the next person. But because they... And I remember having an argument with somebody before the 2008 financial crisis that I wouldn't want to buy a flipped house. They're like, well... It's all good. Like I, they're not electricians. They're not plumbers. They're going to have stuff wrong. And they don't, I just, you know. And then, of course, the crash happened. And um, but there, there were actually TV shows called, like, Flip This House at the time. Or this was later, the first time Flippers. I highly suggest that show if you oh, need yeah, to yeah. laugh out loud. That is a show to watch. Because flipping has continued ever <laughs> since then. It has not stopped. <laughs> And it's gotten worse. Because they don't plan to live in the house forever, they don't make it nice. Like if you if you buy a house and you really want to live there forever and five years later you decide, I think I'm gonna move, you probably did your best to take care of that house. It's gonna be a solid it's gonna be hopefully better than you found it, right? But if you if you're a flipper, you're gonna do the bare minimum and you're just trying to spend as little money as possible and make as much when you sell it. Yeah, so, the goal is not to spend tons of money, but everything cheap. Put it's basically how they say put lipstick on a pig. Although pigs are adorable, so I don't really understand that slogan. The, the idea is that they the, the cabinets are cheap, everything is cheap, oh, and everything yeah. is slapped together, and there's varying degrees of of quality for a flipped house. But if you suspect the house to be flipped. Everything has to be inspected, like every single thing. If you follow inspectors on TikTok, which I do not recommend because it's a lot of anxiety. It's so sad these days. But there's a, a meme or like a pattern where the inspectors will say, tell me it's a flipped house without telling me it's a flipped house. And he'll point the camera at something horrible <laughs> that is completely wrong. Uh, you know, something that's going to fall apart in 10 years or five years. Not even. <laughs> yeah. So it's just, or or just cheap. You always got to worry about who was in the house. You really want somebody who used it as a home for a long period of time. Yeah. So how do you tell if it's a flipped house? So say you're looking online. If there's, if it's an empty house, that's your first clue. I mean, it doesn't happen all the time, but if things... If, like, the ad says, new kitchen added or new flooring or something along those lines, or recently renovated, that gives you a clue. Those terminologies will give you a clue that, yeah, it was flipped. And if you look at as many houses as we have just looking for a house, you'll, you can tell. you'll get a feel for it. I mean, you can tell that the cabinets were slapped up there real quick and... You know, some, the, so there's a, not to interrupt, but there is a difference between a flipped house where they're trying to buy it and then earn extra income. And then there's the other hand where you just have an idiot living in the house and does his own stuff and then tries to sell it. Yeah. And that. And we've encountered both and we'll tell you about both of those. That scenarios. can be worse because that guy is in that house a longer period of time. So he does more damage. <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing about flippers is there's a range of them 
the house that she mentioned that we bought in Rhode Island, we could tell that it was a flipped house because of well, everything was... Well, he told us first yeah. off. He told, yeah, he told us. But you could also see that the cabinets were like not very... I don't they, think they were straight, were they? They were not straight. No, nothing was straight in that house. It was basically low grade, got off the warehouse floor. Let me put it up quickly. The the difference between the house we got and some of the other houses is that this guy, he has a company. He's a realtor, a realtor. <laughs> He's well known in Rhode Island. And he, his sub-company, if you will, is buying crappy houses. Because I'm sure when he bought the house, it was, it was pretty run down. Yeah, so he's so, got a reputation to protect. Yeah. So he cares. He cared a bit that, for yeah. it. Now, he's not going to spend a bunch of money. And he's not going to make it a mansion. But he's no. going to meet code. So we had a house that was, it was, stuff was cheap, but all of it met code. And it wasn't terrible. Like, you can live with uneven cabinets because if you buy an old house, you get uneven cabinets anyway. You get so, uneven everything. Yeah. So, so, that so it was, was safe. Like, it was safe. It didn't fall apart on us. It, and it was fine. It just wasn't fancy, which no. is, is also fine. It was low grade. Like, to give you an example, low grade, the bathroom had the essentials. It had the tub. It had a sink and a toilet. There were no... Lights? No, we had to put the lights we in. We had to put we? a fixture in, I think, yeah. Yeah, we had to put the fixture in. We had to do a vent, an exhaust vent. If there. code didn't require it, he didn't do it. Yeah. Uh, and, so. and but, but the difference was we didn't have to worry that the wiring was bad or that the plumbing was wrong. It just, it was, it met code, but any place that code didn't require, he didn't go to the extra effort. So Right. So he didn't... We felt safe in there. We just didn't... It wasn't as nice as it could have been if, if someone had lived in there for years and had been trying to keep it up. He didn't make it pretty. He made it livable. Yeah. Which is, as flipped houses go, top of the line. We knew that professional people had done the professional things. Whereas with a lot of flipped houses, it's all done by just... Joe Schmo. Yeah, whoever. And that's why Kara recommended the show First Time Flippers. <laughs> it's a riot because you get these, they look like kids. I don't know. Most of them are young. First time home buyers are like, we're going to flip this house and make some money. And they haven't a clue what they're doing. It's always a nightmare. And they <laughs> drywall don't... is the biggest issue. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> here's the thing they, they don't. They'll try to do things and then realize that they shouldn't. And They're then, like, oh, crap. And then hire a professional. But the show only lets you record the things you do yourself. Yeah. So they'll time lapse and skip if they have to get professionals to do something. Which, if in a perfect world, the whole show would be a skip. But <laughs> they do. The, yeah, they all think they can do drywall. Yeah, I wouldn't themselves. even conquer drywall to be honest. Like there's, like they don't think that there's construction guys that do drywall that have done it for years and know how to do it correctly. That's its and... own profession. There are <laughs> drywall hangers. That is the name of the profession. They're specific. You go to school for that thing. There's you apprentice, you whatever. There's <laughs> it's like every single job. You you know you can't just walk in and do it. No. <laughs> 
<laughs> Otherwise, your walls will be lopsided, which all of them were in that show. Yeah, it was it was pretty comical. Or they <laughs> drop it and break a large chunk of drywall, which is a lot of money. Yeah, uh, well, drywall is not the best. It's it's kind of cheap. Well, it's not cheap per se if you get tons of it, but. For wallage, like plaster is the most, but they don't make plaster walls anymore. The thing is, plaster requires craft. Yeah. It's, it's an entire art form on its own, whereas drywall is just, you put it up and it's easy to patch, easy to replace. So it's, if you build the house correctly, drywall is fine. But you got to make sure you have studs too. That was another issue. Yeah, you got to make sure that what's underneath <laughs> the drywall is correct. And insulation. There was one... Wasn't there one episode where they totally forgot to put the insulation behind? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Everything was... <laughs> there are so many decisions when you're renovating or building a house where mm. you have to plan out where you're going to put things. You can't plan it after you've already built it. You, you have to think about it first. Man. And they don't. And as much as we're laughing at the people in this show, there are houses out there fixed up by people like this. Yeah, and it's scary. <laughs> nowadays, the market is really bad. Interest rates are really high. It's probably worse than it was in 2008. I don't remember 2008. But it's, the, the difference between that crisis and this one that's about to happen, because uh, this is going to crash again, but in 2008, everything crashed. The houses were cheap. Um, a lot of people would wreck the houses because they were... They'd go into the bank and get a mortgage, and they'd end up with a variable rate mortgage. And we've talked about that before. Yeah, do not get one of those. Because those it changes with the winds. You know, The house can go from affordable to not affordable in the blink of an eye. And the banks were actually encouraging people to get larger houses that they couldn't afford with a variable interest rate. And the interest rate was pretty good right now, but it could change tomorrow. And... The moment these that the, the mortgage would go through, the bank would sell the mortgage to someone else. And it would get gathered up in these large pools. And there would be all these financial products where they just bet on whether these mortgages are okay. And, and they'd bet against their own mortgages. The, the whole thing was, it was hot potato. You would sell that to somebody else. And now you've made your money and you keep going and you don't care what happens to that mortgage later. But if you're the person in that house... You were told by a guy at the bank that you were going to be okay. <laughs> and when everything crashed, everybody on TV, everybody on the, in the news media, everybody was saying these people were stupid because they, they shouldn't have got a house they couldn't afford. It's like, well, okay, so every single one of us needs to go to business school and become a financial attorney before we talk to the bank about a mortgage? So we can protect ourselves from the people at the bank lying to us? Because that's what happened in the 2008 crisis. People were lied to. So they would find out that their house is no longer affordable. Their mortgage payment is through the roof. Rate went up. And they would just be in such a, a pit of despair that they're going to be bankrupt anyway. Everything's gone anyway. So they would just wreck the house. They'd tear the drywall out. They'd tear the copper out. Right. They'd yeah, they tear the copper out to sell it, tear wires out because they don't care, and graffiti everything. Yeah, just just out of spite because what you do know they care? what else are you gonna do? And and it's just and nobody cared. Uh, 
the uh, the government bailed out the banks, so the banks would be okay. But if you were a homeowner at the time, you were just on your own. Nobody cared. That's but, why if you watch what was that other show? Uh they're not married anymore. Tarek and stupid Christina. Sorry. I, I don't remember the I forget. He does like that show Flipping One O One. Yeah, but they but, when they did the when they were married and did the show together, they'd always buy a house on auction, which means you can't see it before you buy it. You have to trust your gut and pay a price and then you can go in and half they're in California though so I mean is it super expensive anyway super expensive but they go in and the houses are like destroyed with graffiti and stuff ripped out hot water tanks gone and it could have been because of all that you know but after that crisis is over other people swooped in and bought up those houses cheap and a lot of people made a lot of money in real estate by kind of acting as vultures and just kind of swooping in to to pick off to to pick meat from the dead, and this crisis is going to be a little different. Yeah, this one's different because the housing market's already so expensive. Most people can't afford houses, and when they can, they have to settle for the crappy ones that are out there. Yeah, and and they're overpaying for these crappy houses. And a lot of these houses are being bought by large corporations like BlackRock. So a lot of people are going to end up being renters with corporate landlords, which means you're going to have to fix stuff in your rental property on your own when you don't even own the place. Or, or it won't get fixed because the landlord is a corporate office, a P.O. box somewhere. They don't care. So it's it's not going to be the same where you can swoop in and buy a house at auction because – some rich guy with a bunch of cash will be at the auction too. I don't know what's going to happen when it crashes again. I, I don't envy someone that is trying to buy a house right now. Because yeah. you're going to be looking at flipped houses. You're going to be looking at all kinds of stuff. I couldn't even imagine. Like for a little bit, I was like, It'll, is it easier for us to move to a cheaper house? But it isn't because the moving expense alone is so expensive. you got to... Rent U-Haul or rent movers. Movers are expensive, more than a U-Haul, obviously. But do you have time to pack everything and move it yourself? Probably not. And we, when we had to move from Rhode Island to, at the time, we didn't know where we were moving to. So we did pods. Wait, pods? That yep. was the name? Yep, pods. So... In concept, they're brilliant, right? Because you can pack your stuff up in these storage containers and they'll just store them for you till whenever you pay a monthly fee, much like a storage unit, only they're movable. It's a great business model. They basically bring the container to you, you fill it up, you tell them you're done, they carry it away, and when you move to your new house, you say, hey, deliver it here, and, and they do. And it's just like... Movers plus a storage facility, but except except you're the mover. Yeah, but they bring your stuff to you to move. So. Right, except we <laughs> are in rural areas. The problem is, originally we we're gonna go to Connecticut, which Connecticut is pretty much covered all all safe by pods in their mind. But then that fell through, and so we picked a spot in. 
Windsor, Maine. Windsor's not that far from Augusta. It's 10 miles. And we had to literally fight with pods to get it delivered. They wanted- We are just barely over the line of where they're willing to go. They'll go to Augusta, but they don't want to go to Windsor. But we've seen them in like random places we've drove through that are less populated than we are. It's just about like how their map is constructed in their computer. And so we so, had to, it was an effort. So they wanted us, this is during peak pandemic because mind you, we moved into this house August, 2020. Uh, they wanted us to drive to Portland or South Portland, wherever they were keeping our stuff and get a U-Haul and load it up ourselves where I'm immune compromised in the middle of pandemic, in the middle of chaos, and to come all the way up to Windsor. That would have been like over an hour and we'd have to get more than one U-Haul. It was just the two of us and I'm... As if we had a storage unit. Not in, capable. As if we had a storage <laughs> unit in Portland and as if Pods was never involved. It would have been hugely expensive. It's like... So your people are already driving out this distance. They're coming right close to us. I basically contacted like the manager people, the higher ups, and it told them no. <laughs> this we, is what you need to do. We are paying this much amount and you need to deliver. If we need to pay a little extra for you to get your butts over here, we will do that, even though we can't afford it. But this is what you were supposed to do. So, yeah. And finally they caved and they did it. It, it, it was really just a matter of us being, fighting. We were just barely over the line on their maps and the computer. We and had to be such a nudge in their butts to get them to do it. You got to keep calling. like. Yeah, being a nuisance is useful. It, yeah. <laughs> that would have worked anywhere else. If you're not in a real, really rural area, Pods is great. But... Windsor's not even that rural. That's the... That's you get up the, into Maine and... That's the problem. Like, we drove past a place that was further out, and they had pods sitting in their driveway. Because they, their map happened to include that area. Well, if you're if you're in a rural area, <laughs> you're going to encounter this problem where parts of it are covered, parts of it are not, and it makes no sense. If you're in a more populated area, it's just going to be all covered, and you don't have to think about it. Yes, Windsor is very small, but it might as well be Augusta, yeah. to be honest. There's no, there's no logical reason why we're not included. We just weren't yeah. included. I was doing contracts, uh, writing code for six months, 12 months, and I would take a contract in a different city, and it would be for more money, and wow, that's a pretty big raise. And then the following year, we'd do it again, and... The raise that I got vanished because all of it went to moving fees. Yeah, moving's not cheap. I mean... Yeah, so we were just basically lateral move, barely keeping our nose above water because we both have debt from, guess what, the 2008 financial crisis. Rich people will tell you that that's ancient history. Well, and I don't know if my debt was from that. Mine, mine is. Mine's more from... You're, you're six years younger than me, so... Mine's just not having money and having to use a credit card. <laughs> My, well, yeah, but that's I didn't I wasn't the homeowner in the 2008 financial crisis. The the entire economy. And I tanked. was young and I don't know how to use a credit card. Yeah, so. but the, the entire economy just was in trouble. 
and it affected everybody. And it, if you're a homeowner, you got hit a lot worse, but it affected everything. And if you're not, if you don't have a lot of money, you're going to have to lean on credit cards just to get by. I didn't really get hit as hard as some because I wasn't, like I said, not a homeowner. Uh, but whenever somebody tells me, well, two even back then in 2012, when they would say that the, that crisis was over, I would respond with, oh, did, did everybody get their house back? Because if they didn't get their house back, then it's not over for them. Their lives are changed and they're not going to be able to recover probably ever. So, I mean, but if they got their house back, then yeah, the whole thing's over. Right. So we're headed for another one because I, the prices were nutso during the pandemic, and now they're... They're worse now. Yeah. Because they think they can get away with it. People are paying way too much for houses. And if you get a flipped house right now, and you're paying way too much, <laughs> imagine imagine being strapped like all the way to the max to get a house, and now you're a homeowner, yay, and then you find out that... Your house is a mess. Everything's wrong. And you got to replace this, and you got to fix that. And then anything that's not up to code, that's not correct. Once you sign the yes, I'll take it, and it becomes yours. It becomes your problem. That's why, no matter what, always get a house inspector. Even if, I mean, to get the house, you might waive your right for an inspector. Never, 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 ever, ever do that. That's insane. Yeah. That's asking for trouble. I mean, unless you are a contractor yourself, no, don't, I, I just can't say it enough. Don't ever do that. If they want you to waive your right to an <laughs> inspector, like skip the inspection, there is a 100% chance that the house is a mess and that you shouldn't get it. So the other house I had mentioned, it wasn't a complete flip job. I think. The guy actually lived there. It was a house we were looking at in Connecticut. But I th we believe he did the stuff himself, and that is why it was crap. Um, this is the other scenario she oh. referred to, where the guy is there for a long period <laughs> yeah. of time just doing wrong stuff. We call it this called it the solar house this is how we had to have nicknames for each house because we've looked at so many houses and if it didn't have a nickname it kind of spaced on our minds so, they had a, a I, I don't know if i'd call it a gazebo it was like a concrete pad with a, a roof over it pavilion a pavilion yeah and it had solar panels on it and it was wired to the house so the reason why we're looking at this house, it was in Middlebury, Connecticut, Middle, Middletown, Middletown? Doesn't matter. Well, somewhere in Middle Connecticut. Yeah. <laughs> it was a little further away from the office that he would have had to drive to, but this house- It was reasonable. Was old, because I like old, and it had like two acres, which was enough. I mean, we called the town to see if we could have goats. And we could have like two or three goats because they're like, okay. There were limits, but, but we could There couldn't. were limits, but they weren't really, I don't think anyone really asked that because. <laughs> not a normal question. Not a normal question for that town because it's, and you could walk to the bus station. There was a grocery store I could walk to because I still, I wasn't driving. I'm still not driving. So it was easy access to stuff. So it was a good compromise. 
But then we did the inspection. Did the inspection. <laughs> that guy was actually a structural engineer who yeah. was also an inspector. Yeah. And that's when we learned the term frost heaving. Yeah. That's where we learned about frost heaving. It's a real thing, folks. There was an additional room built on the house. Off the kitchen, mind you. Yeah, and there was a crack in the wall. And the guy told us that basically they didn't, they, they failed to dig below the frost line when they built that addition. And there were stairs leading down. Like it was an exit to go out from the, if I remember right, it's been a while. There's a little walkway, little room that you could use as a little mud room or drop off room. And then you can come into the kitchen and that's what we're talking about. It was in the front. Yeah. And he told us that, that's where we learned that if you're not below the frost line, then basically when the moisture in the ground freezes in the winter, the ground expands. And that room, that one part of the house is going to lift up as if it was jacked up by, you know, by a bunch of house jacks. And then in the springtime when the water melts and it contracts, that room would lower. So every, every year, the, the room is being lifted and lowered. And the rest of the house is foundation below the frost line so the rest of the house does not move in this way just the extra room <laughs> so eventually it's going to break off of the house yeah. and it's probably going to happen in winter and it's probably going to happen in the middle of the night <laughs> and because that's when these things always happen so it's it's then you wake up and part of your house is missing <laughs> it would have exposed what? the main living area of the house to the elements <laughs> if it had broken off what the freak? And it was just a matter of time before it did that. The, the cracks were already showing up. So that, I, that I was wasn't gone. even that old. Like the house itself is old, but these additions, air quotes, aren't that old. Because they just, everything was fine except <laughs> they didn't dig below the frost line. And they laid the foundation for the new addition. And, and then. That, that means all the other work they did on that room was pointless because the room is going to break itself off the house. Okay, so there are many issues that happen with this house, but one of them, another one was the garage. I don't remember exactly. We're very tempted to dig up the inspection report, but we're not willing to do it <laughs> It's right really now. long. Yeah, it, it, I think there was erosion under the garage. So. It was, so the way the house was, similar to this house now, only worse, the house was on a... On top of the hill, and then the land went down. So the garage was a little more downwards. And the inspector had mentioned that it's not very stable. So they also didn't foundation that correctly? But it's also older, and they probably didn't do like a correct, yeah, they didn't do a correct foundation. That's something that was probably wrong when they had gotten the house and they never fixed it. And underneath was like soil, it was on top of stuff, so it was slowly, slowly sinking downward. Which is another bit of the house that's. <laughs> Why? Why? So, and that's just erosion, you know? So. Erosion affects a lot. Water is your biggest. Like we've got, we've got a rock wall behind the house here that was acted as a retaining wall, but the goats run on it and dislodge the rocks and just erosion is eating away at that wall. So we're going to have to 
turn it into a hill, bring a bunch of fill dirt and change it from a drop to a gentle slope, um, which is planned for next year. You know, yeah, we were, we were going to do it this year, but everything happens and yeah, money. So, so back to this place in Connecticut. Oh, yeah. So there was that, and then there was the kitchen. So yeah. the kitchen is my main... My main focus, this one was really small, looking back at I mean, every kitchen we looked at was so small. Could I have made it work? It would have been rough, but it was small. But It had floor heating. It had floor, but it didn't work. We, we never were able to test it, it and didn't get it work. to work. Yeah. <laughs> so, and we don't know if it actually was broken or if they just, after we told them, please turn it on in the morning before we can look, and maybe they just didn't. But how long does it take for a floor to heat yeah. is the well, question. We don't know because don't they're know. not they're not going to admit that they didn't turn it on. And Well, the inspector turned it on and we waited the entire inspection. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And it didn't do anything. It didn't do anything. So, yeah, we don't No, it didn't work. So, another issue Surprise. <laughs> another issue was that they they had a big sink and they installed it but it was not installed properly, so half of it was... They had a large stone countertop, and it was the kind where you cut holes in the stone perfectly measured for the sink. And the way they did the sink was they glued the whole thing underneath the stone, and that's how they secured the sink. And then after they did that, they put a garbage disposal on, which was really heavy. And it was constantly – and the only thing holding that entire arrangement to the countertop was glue. So it started to let go on the right side. So if you're ever if you're ever looking at a house and it has a garbage disposal and it has a stone countertop and the sink is underneath, look underneath and, and see if, if there's anything holding that sink up besides just glue to the stone countertop. Because that was the problem. It was it was actually already letting go, and people who'd seen the house, what two weeks before us or a month before us, maybe it was holding steady at that time. Maybe. Maybe it looked fine, but by the time we saw it, it was it was starting so, to peel off. And then when he, the inspector ran the garbage disposal, disposal it started smoking. Yeah. So <laughs> there was that, and then the oven was disgusting. Every oven. Every house we looked at, every oven was disgusting. No one knows how to clean an oven. Do not use the self-cleaning oven thing. It doesn't work. You need to actually clean your ovens, people. So All that is is it just gets really, really hot, and they assume that everything will be incinerated and just fall yeah, off. Yeah, no. It just burns, and then you have a smelly, burny oven, and it's charcoal, basically. It ruins your oven if you use the self-cleaner, so please don't. All the dogs, just for They're the listener. Awake now. <laughs> Dublin has been walking around coughing. Everybody has, is awake and recovered from their, like, refreshed from their nap. So we're having a little trouble. So bear with us. But what else? What else was under their control that they had messed up? Oh, the bathroom. So they had installed this new bathroom. There was this beautiful shower, and then he. He put a heater or vent underneath part of the shower in the shower. Wasn't I can't 
can't remember exactly. It was something so weird that we didn't pick up. So the reason, so we. It was the kind of thing where the inspector actually stopped and stared at it for a minute. Wait, what? And then the water, because it wasn't inclined right, the water would just run into it. I think it was a vent of some sort. We, we'll have to look at it. It was all completely it was, wrong. It was just wrong. Basically, the, the mother had bought the house two years prior, and the son was living there, and he was going to fix it up, and that was his part of the deal. Yeah. And he was really not qualified to do anything, so everything that the son did was wrong. We feel like he was a complete moron. Yeah, kind of a fail son. Like Everything yeah. that he did in the house would have to be ripped out and done all over again. So basically two years of labor just wasted and materials wasted. And then there was the roof. He had put on a rubber roof on part of the house, but it wasn't installed properly where water would catch. There was some weirdness that it just, it was not done right, basically. There are, we're not up on it, but there's, when you watch videos, uh, doing flashing or something on TikTok or whatever. There, there's all these weird rules about water, and they'll always talk about the water will come here, then go there, then go there. And so there's a whole science behind construction and water. And to your general contractor, it's just like a regular day for him, but for the rest of us, we don't think about that. So this guy didn't have that knowledge. And the real clincher, so mind you... Yes, these are all check marks against the house, but could we fix them? Probably, because the house itself was adorable, it was lovely, and then we got to the basement. Yeah. These are and things the guy did not fix, they just came with the house, but they did not uh, reveal them in the, the, uh, blah, 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 the enclosures. Agent? So, oh, the disclosures. Disclosures. That's yeah. Thank you. So, if you're a real estate agent, if you're looking at a house, you need to disclose everything you know about. And if you own the house, you know your house has lead pipe. You know your house has asbestos because you've lived there. And if you bought that house, then you should have known from the previous owners. They did not disclose this. And we found out that it had lead, lead, it had asbestos. It had like all the things. And I, I feel like somewhere in the mix, somebody did not disclose and they weren't busted on it. Somebody gets stuck with it. And then they want to sell the house. And do they disclose? So at the time, we didn't know what asbestos looked like. Everybody talks about asbestos, but if you don't... Lay eyes on it and say and it that. And different in different situations. There's a, there's, to us now, either of us, we, we were actually looking at a house on the internet one time and we're both like, oh, asbestos. Yeah. So we could spot it now. Now we can. Yes. But at the time we weren't sure and the inspector was like, all these pipes in the basement are covered with asbestos. And it's not wrapped well, it's exposed asbestos, so yeah. it needs to be renovated. I, not renovated. Uh, what do they call it? Remedy. Mitigated. Mitigated. Nope, we're both wrong. This is Brian editing the podcast, and the word is remediated. Remediated. Look up asbestos remediation 
on the internet. It'll give you better information than we can. The reason, if, if you're wondering why asbestos is such a big deal and why they uh, are cool with asbestos if it's fully enclosed, it's, it's not that asbestos is toxic to the touch or anything like that. It's when it breaks, the dust formed by asbestos, if you breathe that, it basically goes into your lungs like little knives. It's, it's really bad. And it, it is toxic, but it's, it's mainly just it, the fragments of it. Like, like a piece of asbestos unbroken is not necessarily scary. And if you if there's some of the mitigation techniques will cover up the asbestos and seal it up, but then you have to tell people forever that there's asbestos in here and we sealed it up. Because the danger of the asbestos is the dust and the particles that come off of it. And if you, doesn't it cause cancer? Oh, oh, it's yeah, it's it's yeah. in a in a basically there's several ways it can kill you, and some of them happen first and some of them happen later. Yeah. But it the, can be a slow drawn up. Terrible, terrible. Uh, yeah. So asbestos is just generally really bad. But it people are generally worried about the, the dust and the fragments if the asbestos is broken. And if you're trying to replace it with something, imagine you're trying to get asbestos off of a pipe and you're tearing it off the pipe. It's gonna break and it's gonna it's gonna eject a bunch of dust. Yeah, never do that yourself. You need to hire a team because they will close off your house, they will put your house like E. T. scenario, they will Engulf your house in plastic. They will wear the whole hazmat. There's only so many up. people that know the ET. Oh my god, I'm reference. so old. <laughs> they, they will they will cover the place in plastic basically, and or like quarantine. If you watch quarantine, complete hazmat scenario going on. Yeah, yeah, it's and it's they nuts. actually use um, and they fans. will notify your neighbors. Yeah, and they use fans to create negative pressure. So basically, if there's anything floating in the air, it gets pulled into these filters. So it's a huge, big, big, scary deal uh, when they mitigate asbestos. So it's it's not cheap. It's not good either. And you have to get professional people who know about asbestos. Because it, it's, it's literally just, when you see it, you shouldn't touch it. Because if you touch it, and imagine you touch it and a piece falls off and breaks on the floor. Wow! <laughs> you, yeah. you know, but but again, it's the dust that it forms. So, so that's so. It's basically a death knell for a sale. Obviously, we backed out of this house. So let me tell you, I don't get into fights often, but when it comes to realtors, I've gotten into many of fights. <laughs> so I informed you just two. Sorry. Kasla is sitting <laughs> on the back Her of the couch butt behind is us. Face at my face. So. And of course, I've got the head and Kara's got the butt. I always get the butt. And there was a dog toot. There was a dog toot. <laughs> it was and loud. So Kara will suffer first and then it will float over to me. Luckily, it's not stinky. We anyway. are, we're going to leave that in. That's fine. All right. So, anyway, right. you're, you're anyway, deciding to so, fight with a realtor. So, so because I this is. After I've gone to school for being a realtor, I know the laws. Um, I know you have to disclose if there's asbestos or lead or everything. 
And she was still relatively fresh on that. It, only, it had only been a year or two since you got your certification. Yeah. So I went back to the seller's agent and informed them that you need to disclose this because we are not buying this house. So for future, if you're going to keep this house on the market, you need to make sure people know there's asbestos and lead and et cetera's and all these issues. And I went through the list and, oh, it was also a fight to get our, uh, down payment back. There, well, not a, I forget what it's called. There's some kind of deposit. Oh, escrow, escrow. They, yeah. So you, I forget. It's been so when long. You, when you get close to buying a house, you drop a little bit of money yeah, to, to hold, to hold it, the house. Basically. Another editing note. It's called an earnest money deposit, which is basically you put some money down in good faith. It's usually like 1% or something. So It's basically like, why would I stop showing the house? Uh, are, are you serious about buying it or should I keep showing the house? So you drop a little money and then and they take the house off the market. It's pending. Yeah. And it means that you're on your way. So the inspection we did was one of our last chances to back out before closing. Yeah. And it's... When you when you back out, you're out the money that you paid the inspector, which you're... is a lot of money. It's like five to seven hundred dollars per pop, but totally worth it. Yeah. I know it's a lot, but it is totally worth it. Is is five hundred dollars less than or seven hundred dollars less than five hundred grand? Or yeah, five hundred grand, two hundred grand, whatever <laughs> the house price is, because yeah. you'll be I mean, on the hook for the house if you don't do it. So we were within our rights to back out at that point. But Kara was Kara didn't want the next person after us to get screwed by all this. Yeah, I I mean I care about people even though I hate people, so <laughs> I know. But you need to disclose this crap, and they didn't disclose it, and they knew about it. They had to have known about it. So when Kara sent this letter and like made legal references, it basically <laughs> told the the real estate agency that they were outed and they weren't going to be able to like, this was going to be documented. Yeah. And so they took the house off the market. They and took it off for a long time. And then the, the people who owned the house found a different agency to represent them. Yeah. But it was disclosed that, that it did have asbestos. Cause I follow these things. I got to, right. Cause she I, spite I follows to. certain houses. <laughs> I need to. But the, the other side of that was like almost every house we saw in Connecticut. Oh my gosh. Half the year you're going to have like rain and the lay of the land is that half of the property is going to be wet and muddy. Half of them you needed flood insurance and there yeah. was no water near it. It's like what? Yeah and it's like you're not going to be able to use this. You're going to no. be like walking through mud and and it's always through the middle of the property. It's never like a corner or the end. It's always yeah. like a river that's going to go through the center of your plot like half the year. It, it, so you I mean, can't there's really... one house I always go back to. It was, I don't know, we call it the farmhouse. It was like, it would never have worked for us. It was so small, but for some reason, it's been stuck in my head. The house was forever. tiny, but it was 17 acres, and it was charming, and it, was it had so areas charming. for horses, 
and it actually had a, a beaver lodge on the property. Yeah, there was like this pond type thing, and it was but it was considered wetlands, so you can't yeah, do anything with it. You can't do anything. It's you can't just, touch it. But there was a nice little bridge that was already there. We didn't build it, so it was not our fault. And it was just this adorable farmhouse, and it was a cute town in. Yeah, that was a nice Hampton, Connecticut. A nice area. I was it had a little little had, village with little shops. That was very adorable. And it had but, places where uh, I could go running on trails. It had places on the property where I could build trails. It was it was all right. It was a cute little house, but it didn't work out for us. But it, and it, and it wouldn't have. We wouldn't be able to do all this. I know with that it, property. It would have been harder and. I mean, we go back to Connecticut. People hate on Connecticut. My mom is from, no, she went to school in Connecticut. So she has a soft spot for that. But, well, it's a nice little state. And I love Mystic. Mystic is like a lovely area. If you ever want to go visit Connecticut, that's the place to be. It's a cute little ocean town. You can do whale watches, etc. But And it's it's in Connecticut... There's five different methods to go from any two points because they have so many roads crisscrossing the place. Yeah, it's a very small state. Not but as small as Rhode Island. But. It's actually very nice there, and we like it. it. It's just when we were looking at the houses and stuff, the weather and the nature of the water There are some stuff, people and, from Connecticut who are like, never go back there, but we found Connecticut charming. It's, I mean, that's where Gilmore Girls is supposed that's supposedly. where it supposedly Supposedly. But, but I mean, if we lived know. there for 20 years or grew up there, maybe we'd have a different opinion. Probably. It's easy, I mean, it's that's easy for how us I to, feel for upstate New York. I never want to go back there ever again. Yeah. So. It, it's easy for us to say nice things. We don't have to live there every day. I mean, don't all of us trash the place we grew up? Probably. Oh, we didn't even touch on the uh, Massachusetts house. The one Massachusetts house that we might have, could have afforded. Did we Let's ever? save that one for another... Okay. Episode. All right. The, the the gist of it is we've told you all this because don't buy a flip house. When you're, <laughs> when you're looking for a house, you have to really pay attention to how things are kept up, and you have to become an expert whether you like it or not. And anything that they've done wrong can become your responsibility to the tune of hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, houses are a big expense. You don't want to just be on a whim and be like, oh, I like this one. Let me go and just do it. Unless you're rich where it doesn't matter. But for yeah. us, for regular, regular people, people yeah. you got to be careful and you got to watch out for your own so, so flippers, you have to be careful with flippers because they a lot of times they're just morons that had – sometimes they get – a really heavy mortgage and they only have a certain amount of time to flip the house or they start yeah. losing money because they have to pay the mortgage. So the whole thing is you buy a house for a certain amount and then you got so many days. Like you have it for 30 days before, um, what is that term? I wish I had written down these terms. The holdover fees. Right? The whole... Oh. Yeah. I think they're holdover fees. So, money starts building up each month you own that house. Yeah. You, you you have like... So, think, they got to do it super fast. And if they do it super fast, that means they go cheap, they go cheap, they go cheap. 
Yeah, so basically, they are homeowners. Even though it's a house they intend to flip, they bought it. And they're just like any other homeowner. And they're paying on that house every month for whatever utilities they've got running, for for the, the mortgage, for the insurance, for all the things they're paying every month. And if you're trying to flip it, like if, if you're trying to make $50,000 on the house, I'll, I'll buy it for this, I'll renovate it for that, I'll sell it for this, and I'll make $50,000. Every month that you don't sell the house, you're paying another mortgage payment. Yeah. You're paying more utilities payments. And it cuts into that 50 grand you think you're gonna make. So they wanna go fast, fast, fast. And basically, especially when you include people who don't know what they're doing, but they can convince a bank to give them a mortgage, you end up with like the dumbest person in the room trying to fix a bunch of stuff. And are they smart enough to know that they shouldn't be doing the electrical? Some people think that they can do the electrical. Some people think, oh, it's not that hard. They'll go to YouTube. So, no. Just no. Never do electrical. Never do electrical. Plumbing, you can do the basics. You can install some sink pipes, but do not go crazy with like a hot water heater or something <clears throat> super important. Don't do that. No. Just yeah, basically, no. if if there's an entire profession based around something, plumbers and electricians go it. to school for a long, well, not a long time, but they go to school for those specific reasons. They, I have yeah. a friend who is an electrician. He has gotten electrocuted many a times. So don't do electricity yourself. You're not selling him very well. He's a good. He's a commercial electrician. He's very good. He's very good. But job, so, hazard of the job, occupational hazard. hazard. Yes, you will get electrocuted no but matter how that, good you are. The fact that he's still here. <laughs> he's still alive. Is, I think is, I should check. No. <laughs> <laughs> the point is, there's typically like with electricity, no, just don't, right? But with uh, with plumbing, there are certain like. It won't kill you, but it will. Destroy your house. Yeah. If you do plumbing <laughs> wrong and you get a, a leak, it, it's plumbing should not be trifled with either. Because no. a lot of people get brave with plumbing and it can cause trouble. I used to be really... I like, I had an interest in plumbing. There was a time where I thought, well, maybe that's another occupation. But then the toilets... I think we mentioned toilet people, toilets, gross. No. Yeah, but, she basically like... Sinks, yes, this, sinks. yes, and then we But got then you think sinks, people put hair down the sink, and that's hair is gross. I will never be a hairdresser because hair is gross. So, so you can see why plumbing uh, was not an option. <laughs> Many things were, were not an option. Someone suggested, well, I'd be a vet. Now I can never be a vet. Blood, needles, um, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot but to, of issues. But to get back there. on task. Anyway, yeah, sorry. To get back on task, there are certain small plumbing things you can do. Like if you want to, like Kara has. If you want to change out a faucet. Like normally I would be able to do that myself. Put in a new pretty faucet for yeah. the kitchen sink or the bathroom sink. But because my hand has gotten so much worse, I can't even do that anymore. And so. But these are things that are. I start the project and someone's got to finish it. Yeah. But these are things that you can do on your own, and you can look those up on YouTube. But you, you do get to a certain point with plumbing where you're like, nope, nope, this is the professional level, and you need to be aware of that. And 
if you're if you're buying a house, you you have to hope that the person that was fixing it up had some humility and was willing to get professionals for things. Because and we can't stress this enough. We cannot say this enough. You'll be on the hook for hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of house. And who are you going to sell it to? Because now you know that stuff is wrong with it and you have to disclose that stuff. Yeah. So the question still, we should, I mean, we should go ask the people down the street, why are you selling the house now? Because what have you done to it? And why is it 50 grand more? <laughs> well, that that was... That's a weird case because they tried to get on the COVID bandwagon and sell it for ridiculous money, but they were too late. Yeah, but then it got bought, and the new owners are trying to sell it now. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what's so up with that. I don't know. That's a question. Basically, we should just, find out. <laughs> just beware of anybody that's buying and selling houses for profit. Yeah, you, it's a questionable... I mean, it's not... Kosher, not to, I mean, it, I don't know if that's a saying anymore, but it's not right anymore. Cause like, if, if you bought a house from us, you know that we tried to turn it into a home the whole time that we were there. and we Like tried our to, Rhode Island house. We had big plans because we thought we'd be there longer, but then it came to the point where I was just like, I cannot. And I cannot. that house was better when we left it? Because we did all this stuff. I made it pretty i put nice new mirrors in the bathroom i made the bathroom look like a bathroom and we also had a leak in the basement because the outside wasn't sealed properly and she went around the whole outside of the house and sealed it yeah i i made the basement livable so if you wanted to put a playroom or something down there you could easily do that and yeah we just made the house nicer and that's what we did with the bath house and that's what we're doing with this house although this is our forever house because i'm not moving yeah we're done we're we're stable now but the the thing is in bath we were there five years i think something like that i don't remember but some something like that yeah in rhode island we were only there for a year but we believed that it was that we're going to be there for a long time and we treated it like our home yeah if you if the person selling you the house thought of it as their home where they're going to be, you're better off. If they think of it as something they're going to make a quick buck on, I then you're in trouble. I even did a cute little garden at the Rhode Island house, which I can't even do here. So that's as We lot. can. We'll fix it next year. We will. We'll get there. But, yeah. So the dogs are all excited and... It's not even their dinner. It's not even, yet. but they're thinking they are. They're all refreshed <laughs> from their naps. Even the old man, even Dublin. He's up and running. <laughs> so we should let you go. Yeah. Um, but the, the moral of the story here is... Don't buy a flipped house. Or exactly. if you do, call us. We'll help you. And and when we're on the phone with you, we'll say, yeah? Don't yeah, buy a flipped don't. house. <laughs> no, but, but really, we can help you. We might not be an inspector, but we know a lot of real estate because we've been through a lot. Yeah, we so. will say no to you on the phone. We'll say, <laughs> well, no. no. We'll listen to you, and then we'll say no. <laughs> we'll say no because it has this and this and this. No. Okay, you should have said no <laughs> two, thi- two things ago. <laughs> yeah. But we're happy to help if anyone ever has real estate issues. Yeah, so we're, here. Email. we're not like legally a realtor or a real estate agent, but I've been there and been there. So Yeah, just take it as regular people advice from a normal person. And I won't charge you 
but I will give you good advice. Yeah, so, what, you want to get the email for the site? Yeah, info at anchormefarm.com. So that's just info, I-N-F-O, at anchor, like anchor, M-E, like the state of Maine. Or me. Or me, farm.com. <laughs> yeah, you can just send me your questions, complaints, issues, whatever. And that will give us ideas for future podcasts, too. Yeah. I don't reach out to people. I know I keep saying I'm going to do it, but you know what? Our life exploded this week again, so... And everybody else's does, too. So there even you go. <laughs> even when we talk to them, and they're like, oh, i got a lot going on. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? <laughs> so we'll get there. Winter, we'll probably have a little more. But I think we do good material. Yeah, I think so. We entertain ourselves, and that's But there's chaos right now. we got to go. So have a happy whatever you're doing. Bye.